add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare Looking after you always Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Well, folks, we're just over a week and a little bit to Christmas Day, and I thought, well, we could do a show on fitness tips, getting healthy, or how to work on your mental health. But then, you know what? I decided to have a little bit of crack and we'll enjoy ourselves in the festive run-up to the big day. And who better to interview than two tip lads who've taken over the Irish podcast chart by storm with TV shows, books, merchandise, and whatever else you're having. They're becoming something of an Irish institution. Johnny McMahon and Johnny O'Brien, a.k.a. the two Johnnies, welcome to Real Health. Well, lads, how's it going? Unbelievable, Carol. We love that, we yeah. love that intro. Nobody's called me Johnny O'Brien since I was in school, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so people are going to be surprised having you guys on, but this came from a request I had on my Instagram Q&A session. Somebody really, they, they wanted you on after an episode you guys did based around kind of, you know, body image. And I want to start with that and ask you, why did you do an ep on body image? Where did that come from? Going to have to let you kick yeah. this one off, John. Yeah, I guess um, from our perspective, like body image was something that I've, I've probably struggled with a good bit, um, even from being a young lad. You know, as a teenager and a child, I suppose, I was kind of a chubby enough kid. And I think I've had hang-ups about that all my life. And I just thought, I remember chatting to one of my friends about it and he's quite similar as well. And we just mentioned it one day we were in the gym together and we were both looking in the mirror and I was like, I, I bet no one feels like I do when I look in the mirror because I don't look at like my face or this or that. I look at like that midsection, like in around my stomach, my back. I'm like, oh my God. Whereas like other people won't see that, but I seen it. And I said it to him and he was like, I'm the exact same. He was like, when I put on a t-shirt, he was like, I'm stretching it, I'm pulling and dragging out. And I was like, I wonder how many more people are like that. So we were like, look, we've got the platform. We thought it was interesting to talk about, you know, because particularly for men, a lot of people don't talk about body image. You know, it's a thing that is kind of associated with girls and, you know, on Instagram and that kind of stuff. And there is a pressure to look good. And that pressure is equally as much for men as well. So that's why we said we talk about it. And um, the feedback we got was huge. So many men in similar situations who've never mentioned it and just been like, oh my God, you summed me up to a T when I spoke about it. And I think, I think it was interesting in that regard to, to get people's feedback, but it is something, there is a pressure on men to look good just as much as there is on women. And particularly for me and Johnny, we've got telly, we've got loads of other stuff. And it, yeah, there is a pressure to look good as well as be healthy. And were you surprised by the reaction that you got to it? Was that something that, you, that surprised you? Uh, yeah, like no word of a lie. It's, it was easily a thousand messages on it right across guys and, and ladies and like, like for me, I guess, I've never really struggled with weight. I was kind of skinny all my life. I couldn't put it on even if I tried. So uh, it was a weird one. But I was delighted to hear Johnny be so honest and open. And I think that was the main thing people said was that this is something apparently people don't talk about enough. I mean, yeah, I, I, like uh, I got so many messages from fellas, particularly like who were like, I'm the exact same and I never spoke about it. And I think. It's almost unhealthy not to talk. It's like acting like you want to just talk about something you talk about. But I mean, this wasn't something that we sat down with our friends about. Like I'd always 
I'd make jokes about it. I'd be like, yeah, I'd make a joke about being chubby or I'd make a joke about like, you know, not looking that good in it, togged out or whatever. And uh, I guess it was something that I was struggling with for a long time and never really, you know, took the time to be like, what? what's the story with that? You know, I thought maybe everybody, everybody was like that. And is it true that you were trying to make the, 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 the minor panel and you were mm. told to lose two stone or you weren't going to make the it, panel? Yeah, that was like one of the very first trainings I did. So it was like in November of whatever, 08, and the championship wasn't until, I suppose, first round of championship was April 09. And that's, you know, the good to seven or eight months. And, and I remember at the first training, a fella came up and was like, listen, you, you'll make this panel, but you have to lose two stone. And it was like, it wasn't like, look, you're not fast enough or you don't have the fitness, you know, you need to improve on that. It was like, oh, you need to lose two stone. It was almost regardless of your level of fitness or your level of skill. It was like, you lose two stone, you're all right. But this number is arbitrary. He just pulled two stone yeah. out of his head. Like, there was yeah. no science. hundred percent. Yeah, he just no. pulled, the, pulled the two stone out of his head and there was no roadmap of, okay, you need to lose a bit of weight. Here's how we're going to do it. There you go. There's a, you know, there's a diet sheet, you know, there's exercises. It was just like, lose it. Don't care how you lose it, just lose it, you know. And uh, it's scandalous to think to look back on it now. To be honest, like not to be putting the boot into tip GA, but like <laughs> it is like you, you can't just tell somebody because you don't know. You're talking to a guy who's like 16, 17, and you're telling him to lose two stone, mm. and he doesn't have a clue how to do it. Like God knows what he's going to try. Yeah, I like. I'd like to think that you know, since that was that was what ten years ago. Like I like to think things have changed in ten years. Um, I hope so. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's it, and it is as Johnny said, it's a tender age. You have your hangups particularly, and they're particularly bad at that age. You know, you, you you're you're worked up about everything. So now I did. I lost the two stone, but it was by unconventional <laughs> means. You know. And you can't just leave that there now. Come on, how did you do it? <laughs> oh, sure, I done. I tried everything. I stopped eating lunch in school. I starved myself. I put on a black bag. I went running. I trained in a black bag. All that usual crazy antics that, you know, you think loses weight. But it was very unhealthy, like, what I was doing. You know, even, like, to the fact that, like, I would stop eating lunch in school and starve myself from, like, in the morning until I got home that evening. And, uh, yeah, it's very unhealthy. But I've had a very unhealthy relationship with food almost all my life. It's kind of under control at the moment because coronavirus has helped in that regard because I'm in a training <laughs> regime and I'm not constantly on the road. But I would have always rewarded myself with like food. So if I played a game or done a big show, I'd be like, do you know what? I'll go home now. I'll have a kebab. I'll treat myself. And then it was like, I was treating myself. We were going so well. I was treating myself every night of the week. You know what I mean? And it, and it is. It's unhealthy. and that's. But I think that's the way it's been from growing up was like, Oh, good man, there's an ice cream. You know, good man, there's a bag of marshmallows. And, and, it, and it, it is unhealthy and it does, it, you take that with you, I think. And do you, do you find for both of you now in terms of, you're famous. Like, you know, you're on RTE, you're on The Den. Myself, my wife watched you on The Den a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, you know, in terms of posters, in terms of profiling, that, that brings pressure with, with it potentially to stay in shape or to, to, to stay healthy. Yeah, well, for me, before I was doing this, my family were hurley makers. So I just lived in my work clothes and I had long hair and a big beard. <laughs> so maybe not quite so much body image, but definitely image that uh, it's so strange to me. Now, like I wash my hair every day and put in, a, <laughs> put in a bit of gel and like, you know, take out the razor and try to wear reasonably clean clothes. Like this is all very strange to me because I lived you know, seven o'clock Monday morning until Saturday evening in a pair of sneakers and like just covered yeah. in dust. So yeah. to now see it, definitely the first time you see yourself back on tape 
as Johnny says, you're looking at everyone. Like, and, and the comment section can be, <laughs> can be vicious. Like, it just takes one person to say, like, something that you didn't realize you were self-conscious about. Like, it's cold and you're wearing a T-shirt and you can see your nipples in it. And then someone <laughs> says it and you're like, oh, maybe I'll just cut them off. <laughs> like, you know, it can drive you mad. Yeah. So, hundred percent, and and you you shouldn't, but you do, and that's comparisons to others all the time. Yeah, you know, you can have no point. Like we're growing up in such a tough environment now. Like even like we're probably not too bad. It's the next generation. I see I have a sister of fourteen. You know, she's nearly fifteen, and she's comparing herself to Mara Higgins off Love Island, or you know what I mean, like so social influencers. And it's a dangerous path. But even as grown men, we probably do compare ourselves, like you know, because we're on TV and whatever we feel we have to look a certain way and you have to look, mm. you have to look well. And, and of course, when you look back on camera, you want to look your best because when you do look your best, you obviously feel your best and then you perform better, be it a television show or be it, you know, just general work or whatever. But yeah, there is a pressure. And, and do you worry for it? Like, you know, a lot of your audience would be that younger kind of generation, you know, 16, 17, 18, and the pressure that they're under now, so compare yourself when you were 17, you got, you know, when, when, when you were told to mm. lose that weight. Now being 17 is a far tougher proposition mm. because oh. you've got Love Island, you've got social media, you've got all the Instagram influencers with their filters and their filtered angles and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's difficult being a teenager now and growing up in, is really difficult in terms of pressure that social media presents. 100%. Like, uh, I would have been much happier. I'm glad I, I grew up when I did. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I think nowadays the obstacles they face is crazy. And like we can look at it as adults and we can be like, like I love Love Island. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? I sit down and I'll binge that, no problem. But I'm cute enough and I've been around the block enough to know, right, well, I'm nearly 30 now. And odds are I'm not going to look like one of those 20-year-olds with a six-pack. But I'm okay to be like, I, I've made peace with that. I'm fine with that. Whereas like a kid of 16, 17, even younger are at that such impressionable age that they can't comprehend like, I should look like that. Mm. And it's like, you shouldn't because everyone's different. We all look a certain way. But everyone's definition of happiness and success is different too. Like the people like that on Instagram or Love Island or whatever, like as they say, it's everyone's highlight reel. So that's somebody on Instagram or on reality TV or whatever, living their best life. but that doesn't matter to me. So that's, that's not what I value in life. Like, so you look at somebody who's in great shape, but how are their relationships? Maybe, you know, how, how are, how's their actual health and are they happy? You know, are they doing well? Like there's plenty of people who are very successful in other ways and you don't have to, you just, that's all I would say to young people is if you're looking at somebody who's on TV with the top off, that's probably their priority in life is to look good. You know, they're not good at all the things you're good at. You know, and, you know, a lot of people on TV taking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real about it. Let's be real they about are, it. We've seen, sure. seen the films. So um, that's all I'd say. Like, Instagram is a, is a tough world. Like, it definitely, like, when we were 15, like, people were wearing scandalous clothes. Yeah. And now, like, once you kind of hit 15, 16, you start, boys and girls start dressing like adults. Yeah. And start posting pics like adults. You're all on nights out, but, like, you're just drinking a glass of Lucasade or whatever but you're almost imitating older people. So you've nearly been forced to grow up younger. You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Has, has your idea of happiness and success changed since the two Johnnies has taken off? Um, 
yeah, like, I guess for me, like, it's like I always had a normal job that I never really liked. I've had lots of jobs. I've had it from 10 different jobs. And I, I don't know if I've ever really loved any of them. I haven't, you know, until, until obviously the two Johnnies. And I love what we do now. And I, I suppose, like, happiness back then would have been like, oh, nights out and the whole lot. And then during the two Johnnies, it was like nights out, living the life, the whole lot. And then after a while, you're like, actually, this is great for a while. But I'm kind of, now happiness is just, sitting down in the quiet you know what I mean watching, <laughs> watching television or something like maybe, I, maybe I'm just getting older and getting out of partying but yeah happiness do you know what happiness is, is just being able to wake up every day and do something you like and I'll settle for that I don't mind anything else because I used to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning go into a butcher counter and my hands were freezing and I was on 9 euro an hour and listen I'm a lot happier now I'll put it that way <laughs> you're warm you're in your studio you, you know life, yeah. life, life is a, a lot better and how about yourself in terms of from you know making the hurlies and stuff to jump in? Has success or your idea of success and happiness changed? Oh yeah, but when we first started, we weren't quite sure what we were at. So it's always like uh, did they say that about self-employed people? You're always living in the short-term future. You know that I'll just do that thing next week now and it'll be class. And then a mate of mine who's a successful record producer always says to me that with bands, it's there's no big break. There's about 10,000 small breaks. And so for us too, it's not about like, we do that thing and we get to be on TV. And it's like, what, are you going to get more famous or more money? There's no one thing. If we did something great now, and if you were paying us 50 grand to be on the podcast, it's not like tomorrow morning we wake up and we're like, oh, that's it. Now we've more money. Now we're happy. Yeah. It's like, you have to enjoy the process. So from writing songs, to writing sketches, to writing comedy for the podcast, to interviewing people. We try to enjoy it all. So there's no real work. Mm. I wouldn't really consider at and we do work. We had to do a bit of bookkeeping yesterday. Yeah, that was torturous. <laughs> that, was, yes. that was torturous. <laughs> but that's probably the only thing we do. That we don't enjoy doing. That we yeah. don't enjoy because everything, like if you're doing a sketch and you have to make a costume, that wouldn't be our sweet spot. That wouldn't what we'd be great at. But you fuck it like we'll knock a bit of crack out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so happiness is a, we look, it's the whole thing. We just learn to really enjoy the journey. Yeah. And if we stopped, if people stopped watching our stuff and if we stopped making money, I think we would still enjoy doing what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, where, where did the idea for the show come from? So take, yeah, give, you know, give us the background in terms of where, when the idea started, how you created it and grew it to what it is today. The podcast? Yeah. Yeah, like I suppose the, the two Johnny started four years ago and that was sketches and the whole lot when sketches were big on YouTube and Facebook and that's kind of died off. But I think we were doing a lot of like Snapchat, Instagram stuff, stories, like, and it was 15 second bursts. Whereas like, I think we have so much to say, 15 seconds wasn't doing us justice. And uh, <laughs> we were like, look, if, it's like anything. You, we'll try anything if we think we can make a, a success of it and it, it'll be a success or it won't. Thankfully most things we've touched has been pretty good. Like you touch wood that like, it'll stay like that. But the podcast came about, we were like, let's try it. Let's try it. But when we try something, we don't be like, right, let's try a podcast. We won't buy any of the gear though, because you know, it's expensive <laughs> and, and, and we don't want to take the plunge, but we were like, we're in a different mindset where it's like, let's get all the gear. And it, it has to be a success because we've spent, we spent all our money on the gear. <laughs> so it has to be a success. So we've always been like, jump in with two feet. Now we would do our research, of course, and, and then 
we, we jump into it and we give it our all. And that's, that's where the podcast idea came from. It was like, we've got, we talk about, you know, general stuff, you know, we can talk about what's on in the news. We can talk about nostalgia. We have character stuff, you know, which we, we've brought with us over the years. And it's just, it's a combination of everything that we like and everything that we think we do well is mashed together. And, is the podcast. Yes, Max was a podcast fan before I was. I wasn't listening to that many podcasts when we started ours. Johnny was more, you were listening to some of the English ones yeah. anyway. Um, and that he's, Johnny's type of humor is probably more storytelling. So I, when he said it straight away, I thought, yeah, that'll suit him straight away. And the podcast for me has been amazing because of all the topics we get to cover and the rabbit holes we go down. <laughs> like the shit we've learned, man. We did, we did a podcast about the history of pubs in Ireland. And I had a stack of like the licensing laws of Ireland that I ended up reading. I don't know if I really needed to. No, I don't no. think he read it. No, but I, I, just, I just got into it. And then we did a podcast on like online gaming and esports. And we talked to people and they're like, they're doing a degree in it in Waterford. They're starting up. And you learn so much mad stuff that... Um, it, the yeah. weirdest things like we're, we're, we're going to be those annoying lads down the pub if the pubs ever oh. open back up who are like did you hear the one about yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's going I to swear to God I was watching the news the other day and this guy got arrested in um, where was it in Uganda and I was like we did a story on him two years ago <laughs> Bobby Wine was running for president yeah <laughs> like and so, do, you have a, do you have any apps that, can, that stand out or any favourite apps that you've done that's a horrible question to ask anyone who does a podcast but I always like to ask it because I'm intrigued uh, we interviewed a lady from Cork who has a very successful OnlyFans page. Yeah. And that got a lot of attention. Uh, we had to interview her over Zoom. It was during the lockdown. But um, really interesting. Yeah, like, it's just it, putting the questions to her that everybody wants to ask, you know? Yeah, and, and her, her take on, you know, her she body and, 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 you know, how women are taught of and stuff is very interesting. And it was interesting for us as well that we went into that interview almost thinking one thing. You know, thinking like, oh, wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be our kettle of fish now. I wouldn't like my daughter doing that or, you know, I wouldn't like my sister doing that. And then we came over going, she's kind of won us over. You know, she, she had one. You, you, you have to fill all our listeners in on what an OnlyFans page actually is. So, it's, it's, it's content that's not suitable for Instagram. Yeah. And subscription based. You have to pay Fair for enough. it. Yeah. And it can be used for anything. There's personal trainers on it, etc. But yeah. it is mostly used for, uh, I guess you'd call it porn people taking their clothes off. Yeah. And there was one lady in Cork who does it and she's really successful mm. at it, making a lot of money at it, posting videos and photos of herself, you know, Playboy stuff. And uh, so she, we were well, asking... She's her, happy. Yeah. yeah. But, like, we there you go. She, about, she's found her happiness. <laughs> yeah, but she's telling us about like how it's affected her life and, you know, how she deals with criticism and people coming up to her and, uh, you know, she has a family. So it was a very, very interesting, you know, yeah, was interesting of- discussion. Yeah. And and how do you uh, take it from there then to TV? How did that? How did the jump happen? How did you find TV? You'd be in front of the cameras then, in terms of you know, over in the states doing the show. Yeah, uh, I'd say that the podcast definitely stood to us more than like sketches and stuff. Yeah. If you're looking at people that are doing well on the internet and they say, "Oh, how come Mick there? How come he hasn't got a TV show?" But I think the podcast stands to you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, we've got a production team on the podcast and our producer more and stuff like that, and so. We're used to having meetings and working as part of a team. And I think that really stands you when you do a TV show because you've got to get that team right. I mean, we were in America for three and a half weeks. It would have been almost five weeks 
by the time we'd finished, obviously coronavirus cut the, the two Johnnies to America short. But I mean, the podcast stood to us there and we'd done a lot of like reporting and stuff like that and hosting. So we'd hosted loads of live events, be it, you know, we started, how we got our start was doing a local Strictly Come Dancing, you know, and if you can be funny in front of 400 people from your town and win them over, then standing in front of a camera is really not that bad. You know, if you're talking to Bridie in the front row and you know, like I knew on Monday morning night to serve her mints, you know what I mean? So yeah. being, on, being on TV was grand, but it was about getting the right team and the right project. Like we'd been there, we'd, we'd done the dances to say a few times on different ideas for TV. And we'd pitched different things. Yeah. we pitched different things and we felt this one worked for us. And plus it was a camera crew following us around America. It really, honestly, honestly, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> then we just said you keep rolling and we'll keep being us yeah. and mash it all together and that's what we got obviously the Christmas special that's going out Christmas Eve is totally different than that shiny floor razzmatazz us in suits proper presenters uh, that's a little bit more tricky but we, we wrote all the scripts we always write our own scripts so that's dead handy for us because when you write it it goes into your brain somewhere and then when you have to regurgitate it back to the camera, it, it'll, it'll come back out. And it's in our words. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's enjoyable. But it's like Anton. We didn't, you know, we didn't go in and be like, right, we're best TV presenters. Give us the gig. It's like, look, we're, we're good enough. And we learn, what, what we don't know, we're willing to learn. It's like Anton, though. You, you, just, you just have to work at it. Like we, we did a couple of bits. We did a kind of cameo on a thing for the player. And... Um, but I guess if you want to see us interviewing people, you can just watch any of our podcasts. Yeah, and, where we interview everyone. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we were guests on lots of TV shows. And so they could probably get used to seeing us on camera. And they say we always rated well. Yeah. And we've done loads. We, we did loads of interviews. So I think... Stood to us. Stood to us, yeah. You'll have to ask yeah. RTE why they gave us the show. <laughs> well, you're good at what you do. You get, you know, the Christmas, uh, the Christmas Eve special is coming out, which is fantastic. Know, the, the Christmas Eve special is going to be... That's the biggest and best thing we've ever done by a mile. Yeah, we can't believe it. Ah, that's that's a ridiculous. We'd be crying watching that, right? <laughs> yeah, we've started seeing. We've seen some of the back already, yeah, and it's it's, it's going to live on. <laughs> People will be scarred for life after seeing this. <laughs> and that's going to be out on RT One, RT Two, RT Two Christmas Eve, ten fifteen. Yeah, chalk it down. Don't be, don't be don't be Sky Plus now, now. Yeah, Watch it live. Watch it live. We need the ratings. Come on. Twenty twenty one. What's it going to bring? What's the plan for twenty twenty one? A vaccine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All I want for Christmas. It's um, <laughs> like if you'd asked, if you'd asked before the coronavirus, we'd, we'd have probably had different plans. But I think now is like um, definitely probably more TV and, and more podcasts. The podcast is our mothership. That's our, that's, our main, that's our main baby. And, you know, we have our podcast on a Monday and then we have one on Patreon on a Thursday. And that model has just changed the game for us in terms of subscription and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's really... It's given us something else to work towards and it's it's again it's enjoyable it's it amazes us that every week we can sit down and have a chat that we would have had in the car on microphones <laughs> and people love it it's like i cannot i can't believe it it's, it's still pinch me stuff but definitely more podcasts we've got another couple of tv shows um that are ready ready to go so they'll be they'll be coming out in 21 and i mean live shows were a I massive part of ours just want to get back live yeah i want to get back I don't know. We've never been to anyone else's live podcast, but I bet you it's not like ours. Like <laughs> if you go to if you go to our live podcast, you want to be taken the next day off work. Like it'll be mayhem, and for a finish, you're up dancing on the table. So yeah, it's important for us to get back out, and our fans are 
very honest, very demanding. They like to meet us <laughs> after a live podcast and be like, you two fuckers, come yeah. here, and they'll tell you straight what they do and don't like. So we'd love to get back out do live. And um, as we get more established doing TV, we can hopefully push the boat out a bit more and do stuff that's maybe like, you know, going to America was great, but I- I'm excited for like season two. Mm. And as we get better at it. And the more stuff we can get away with. Yeah, the more we can push the boat out. It's like anything. If you rock up to RT and you're like, here's the ideas. And they're like, look, take it easy now. It's your first time on television. But if you rate and then you go back and you're like, I told you we were good. Yeah, yeah. Now let us do it. You've a leg to stand on quite literally. Hopefully. Final question. uh, How does Christmas look? How's Christmas Day going to look? Christmas Day is going to be turning the phone off. Uh, sitting on the couch overeating on calories I'd say I'll treble my, my daily calorie intake um, and it's do you know what it's going to be enjoyable because we haven't seen much of our families um, even obviously, obviously listen everybody's in the same boat with yeah. coronavirus but I mean even last year we didn't see much of our families because we were pretty busy with work and travelling away so for us I mean Christmas Day is going to be nice it's going to be spent with the family we'll probably re-watch our show 10 times the next day <laughs> and we'll, we, we'll chill out and, and turn off the phone and just just relax that's it for me it's about Christmas is going to be nice because we've got a little block of time off and it's going to be nice to spend it with the people who put up with us at our, at our worst and at our best and kick back and relax folks that is it for another episode of Real Health with me Carl Henry in association with Leia Healthcare a really big thanks to the two Johnnies for joining me on today's show you can watch them on the Christmas Eve special on RTE2 and listen to their podcast you'll see them all over the podcast charts they're absolutely epic as always we really hope you enjoyed today's show you know where we are realhealthindependent.ie at CarlHenryPT on Twitter and on Instagram and we'll see you next week for more Real Health Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.